Blog Talk Radio.
able. I know that he can do it. He's able. Good afternoon. God bless you to our listeners. This is Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. till 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sharing with you the gospel, the good news, the glad tidings of Jesus Christ. Certainly, we want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear on today, but we pray that it is a blessing to you, you, and you, our audience. We want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel and let them know that we are live and on the air. In addition to being on Blog Talk Radio, we are syndicated on Apple iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play. Our number in studio, our call-in number, you can take the number down and call in at the appointed time, 619-924-0800, 619-924-0800. Certainly, we will be delighted to share with you. We uh, praise God uh, for this day, for this opportunity, because it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. His compassion fails not. Great is God's faithfulness towards us. And certainly we are grateful to God that we are in the land of the living, for we had fainted unless we believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We would like to invite you to connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We are on Instagram. If you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page, there's a direct link to each and every episode. We invite you to like and to share with others. If you would like to write Global Gospel, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331 that is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. Our email address, globalgospel17 at gmail.com. Perhaps you have a testimony, perhaps your author, musician, singer, community activist, leader, Therapist, if you're doing anything positive in your community, certainly we invite you to share with Global Gospel. And certainly when God blesses us, we are to bless someone else. We want to shout out our sponsors today. Shout out to Grandma Edda's Quilting. Shout out to Melanated Beards. Shout out to Third Lounge. Shout out to GPA 4.0. And also shout out to the Nationwide Black Family mediation services certainly we want you to connect with our sponsors perhaps there is something uh, that you can benefit from their services and certainly they are here for you we want to shout out uh, today the townsend family the norman family the stevenson family the wiggins family the walker family the Furman family the jones family the hernandez family the fells family the Washington family, the Thompson family, the Locke family, the Bradell family, the Wilson family, the Cox family, the McCoy family, the Bradley family, the Hartley family, the Allen family, the Brenton family, the Robinson family. Shout out to New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Michigan, California, Washington, D.C., Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, West Indies, Suriname, Brazil, Argentina, South Africa, the Republic of the Congo, Nigeria, Ghana, the Ivory Coast, Ethiopia, Kenya, Uganda, 
Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Italy, Hungary, Switzerland, France, Spain, Portugal, Germany, Netherlands, the United Kingdom, Norway, Sweden, Australia, Taiwan, Japan, and South Korea. Certainly, if we didn't call you out or shout you out today, we're grateful for God to God for you as well. And we encourage you to continue to listen in to Global Gospel. For those of you that have tuned in for the first time, our theme scripture here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So we are here today because we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is for the rich, for the poor, for the black, for the white. Uh, certainly there is no boundary uh, for the gospel. The gospel is here today to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. The gospel is comprehensive. If you have a financial need, if you have a spiritual need, if you have an emotional need, the gospel is here on today for you. If you're down and out, if you're depressed or oppressed or suicidal, we came to let you know that Jesus came, Christ came into the world, that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that there is still hope that you should keep looking up because the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the good and the evil. God sees all. He knows all. He knows your situation. He knows your every care because he sits high and he looks very low. And so with that being said, we invite you to continue to share the rest with us. And certainly we do have a special guest that will be sharing with us in just a few minutes. We invite you again to like, to comment, and to share. After this next selection, certainly we will be sharing with our special guests on today. Stay tuned and be blessed.
finally find Where the hurt and the tears and the pain don't fall behind Special guest, how are you? Bless you. I am well, sir. How are you? I'm well. Can't complain. Perhaps someone didn't catch that voice. Can you tell us who you are? Okay, my name is Deaconess. I'm Deaconess Joan Priscilla Foles from Christ Church International in Jamaica, New York, where my pastor is Pastor Daryl Thomas. Awesome. So we thank you, Deaconess Joan Foles, for sharing with us on this Saturday afternoon and taking time out of your busy schedule. And so we just want to start that introduction song, Hope in Front of Me. Tell us a little bit why you chose that song on today. That song has been out for probably about 10 years. Um, and when I heard it, it's like I automatically connected to it uh, because we have to keep hope in front of us. Sometimes things don't work out the way we want it to work out. Um, sometimes family disappoints us, people disappoint us, we disappoint us. <laughs> so we have to keep in God. Okay. I, I just there. love, I love the, the words. I love the sound of the music. It's just, it was just so I, I chose that song because there is still hope. If we're still living and breathing, there's hope. Awesome. That is an awesome word of encouragement on today to uh, start out uh, this particular uh, episode, that there is hope in front of us, and there is still hope as long as we are alive. Well, 
Sister Joan, tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about yourself. Well, I'm going to go back as far as 1960. I was actually raised in the Pentecostal church. Okay. And I remember back in 1960, um, the song God Specializes that was sung by the Roberta Martin singers as my family and I prepared to go to church on Sunday morning. So that song sticks out in my mind too. Um, I was um, I was saved back in 1966 at a um, Easter week revival at the Bible Way Church in Brooklyn, New York. That was my first church where my family settled. My parents got married there. I was born. I was christened there. Um, however, uh, due to my upbringing, uh, I was not really able to grasp the full meaning of salvation at that time. I was only nine years old. Um, I remember my mother giving me Revelation, the ninth chapter to read prior to going to the revival. So my my training in the home with my family of origin pretty much revolved around fear instead of faith, hope, and love. The teaching of biblical principles was done like in Sunday school. We went to church every Sunday and, of course, throughout the week. Uh, right. And I, I have to say the best thing my parents did was to take me to church to Sunday school where I could learn about the love that Jesus has for his people. Hmm. That's that's awesome. So um, you almost you didn't have a choice almost. <laughs> on this yeah. <laughs> Speaking of choices, yes, exactly. I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, which brings us to our uh, topic for today. What what is our topic today? What we're, we're going to get to eventually, but since I since we since I said that, you might as well tell us what our topic for today is. Okay, choices, family relationships. And mental health. Okay. All and right. I believe they all tie in to each other. They connect in some way. <laughs> right. So let me ask you, since you mentioned this, uh, Revelation, the ninth chapter, and a lot of people, even as adults, are fearful. A lot of Christians are fearful of the book of Revelation. They won't even read it. Exactly. <laughs> and so at, as a child, how did that make you feel? I read through it, and it's it's funny because um, at nine years old, of course, I didn't understand it. My mother probably didn't either, but <laughs> I think she, she wanted to instill, instill fear in me so I can get saved. <laughs> you know, I'm going to scare her into get, getting saved. And I guess, you know, by me being an introvert, I didn't really ask any questions that time because I was only nine. I, I just I didn't know what life was about. Uh didn't really understand that I had been born into a dysfunctional Christian family. So I just kinda like read it and, and you know just let it go. Um but I I I do I do want to say this. Um my uh freedom came on May third, nineteen ninety one when I was thirty four years old. One month after my first counseling session with a Christian counselor, I moved out and got my own place. And that was one of the best decisions I made in my life. Awesome. Awesome. All right. 
So that that's awesome that uh, that you did uh, get free from whatever situation, and we'll we'll, we'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in a Christian home, and you said it was a dysfunctional Christian home. Now, our audience yeah. might not be familiar. They might be a part of a dysfunctional Christian uh, family and not know it. Can you explain to us what, in your terms, what that means? It's a family that provides, that does not provide safety for anyone under the roof. Like a functional family, the children are safe. The children learn basic, they have basic tools that they can use as they grow up. Uh, responsibility is to them as they go through each stage of development. And they learn because it takes us like 20 years to really grasp uh, what we need to have in order to enter adulthood healthy. Okay. And that doesn't happen with everyone. So a dysfunctional family is a family that focuses on survival. Functional families focus on safety. And when you're trying to survive, <laughs> you run in, tripping over the children, knocking the children down. Survival. So that's probably a simple explanation for dysfunction okay. in the family. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's talk about it. Choices, family relationships, and mental health. What mm-hmm. would you like to share with our listening audience today? And we know that um, all those experiences in life, your uh, Christian experiences, your experiences in home life, I'm sure that sets you on a certain um, educational path and career path. And so here we are today, choices, family relationships, and mental health. What does mm-hmm. our listening audience need to know? I'm going to actually share a poem, if you don't mind. It's entitled Voices of Our Children. And the two scriptures that kind of inspired me to write this is Ephesians 6 and 4 and Proverbs 14 and 1 from the Amplified Scripture. And the poem reads, Do not rob our children of their voices. Never raise them to depend completely on you. They have a heart and mind to make choices. It is important that they open their eyes to see life's view. Remember, they will become grown one day. They will be fully responsible for their lives after you are gone. Also, remember to teach them how to pray. Prepare them not to fight take flight, freeze, or fawn. It is said, if you do not use it, you will lose it. Why are so many of our children committing suicide? Parents and children are not always a good fit. Be a presence in your child's life to whom they can confide. There are parents who are intuitive thinkers when they have children who are sensitive feelers. They may not realize they can become their own thinkers. Parents who think too much do not become their children's healers. Parents who are sensitive feelers allow their children to float. They deal with their children's emotions. They do not rock the family's boat. They encourage their child's educational promotion. We all have a unique personality which causes us to act in certain ways. Everyone needs to understand this going forward. As we mature, we experience a different phase 
there must be a goal set to move toward. As time moves onward, we may grow taller and maybe wider. The home where our children grow up should be a safe place. During Thanksgiving celebrations, many families drink apple cider. Every child born should have their own space. We must allow our children to express how they feel on any given day. Feeding and clothing them only causes them to look good on the outside. If we do not allow them to speak their mind, eventually someone will pay. Children need parents who will be genuine guides. We must never silence the voice of our children. Let them speak or write whatever they want to say. This is how we find out what is going on inside of them. Take some time to read or listen on any given day. Even when we do not agree with them, they are people. Each building has a different design. Every house does not have a steeple. Give your child time to unwind. As parents, we must allow our children to have their voice if we take it away by overriding everything they say in time they may become afraid to make a choice. When they grow up, they may keep everyone else at bay. Walking through life, unable to speak up, may cause friction. People may not respect you for being too quiet. Parental control causes problems with addiction. Parents must step up to the plate to keep their children from gangs and riots. Parental encouragement goes far Love your child by letting them speak. Love your child for who they are. Allow them to reach their ultimate peak. I actually wrote this poem last month. Um, So that kind of like explains, I guess, my whole message. Uh, I grew up in a home where we could express our emotions. So that was joy, anger. So if, if we were angry, it had to be suppressed. And, and that's not good because our emotions are part of who we are. And if we are growing up in a family of origin where we're not allowed to speak or comment or just explain or it, it, it just shuts you down and, and you learn, it's like a pattern as you grow up, you learn how to just kind of like repress those uh, excitement, you know, excited feelings, uh, angry feelings, because nobody wants to deal with them. So that's not good. Okay. All right. So uh, once again, our theme uh, scriptures for that voices of our children, Ephesians 6 and 4 and Proverbs 14 and 1. And so we encourage our audience to just take note of that. And to mm-hmm. read that in your in your study, add that to your study time, and mm-hmm. so that you can have a full understanding from a biblical point of view of Amen. what the author is trying to convey to us. Um, I believe you have well, you, you, you've written several poems over the years, and and the book as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So before we go on to the next one, how did you begin to, or why did you begin to write? I actually began writing in 1979. I started writing poetry, um, okay. probably 1976, 77, 
And I, I think that the reason I started that was to get my emotions out on paper since I was not able to verbalize them. Mm-hmm. They, they're going to come out in say, emotions come out, um, especially, you know, the emotion of anger. You know, that's I believe that's why our penal systems, you know, jails are so filled up because someone didn't listen to them. Someone didn't want to hear them. Someone didn't feel that they were worth, you know, worthwhile, you know, and people, you know, they go up and they do bad things. They self-sabotage because nobody listens to them. So they, they end up in jail. And that's that's the thing. Wow. That that is uh, certainly a, a issue in itself. Oh yeah. Uh, the the legal system and the penal system. Um, is there something? Uh, there's another poem that you want to share with us as well, correct? Yes, there there is. Uh, it's entitled uh, "Discipline Without Damage." Um, when people are raising their children, um, a lot of because I grew up, I was born in 1956, so. I was raised, you know, child don't act right, just beat them, just slap them, you know, don't, you know, get the belt, get the switch. That that was that was the era, <laughs> that was the era I was raised in. But sometimes a parent has to look at a child's level of sensitivity. You know, maybe you just need to talk to the child, not always slap them, you know, and beat them. Uh, discipline can be damaging if you don't really know your child. You know, know who they are, and and I think that's every parent's job is to find out, you know, their child's personality, what their child likes, uh, what their child does not like. Uh, but I'm going to read read this poem. It's entitled "Discipline Without Damage," and uh, the scripture Proverbs 13 and 24 from the New King James Version, and it reads as thus. Some parents do their best when disciplining their child, but afterwards their offspring may feel defiled. Other parents never release their own negative stuff. Whatever their child does is never enough. Yet there are others who could care less how their child feels. They make sure their clothes are clean and prepare their meals. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. Discipline is supposed to teach the child how to behave. It is not designed to make them feel like a slave. Discipline is supposed to help them understand themselves, not to disregard who they are and tell them to be like someone else. Parents are to mirror their children so they will eventually become Discipline is not designed to make them feel dumb. He who spares his rod hates his, but he loves him, disciplines him promptly. There are children who have been raised to be confident and resilient. These are the children who turn out to be brilliant. They can stand strong amid all wrong. They can sing their overcoming song. Children are like plants whose roots need to be watered by their family. Many are undeveloped because of drought and calamity. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. A rod in scripture was used to protect. 
it was never used to encourage shipwreck. Parents must understand and love themselves before they have children. If they marry for themselves alone, they may have offspring and ruin them. Children Children are God's masterpiece on earth. They need a parent's attention from the day of their birth. He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who disciplines promptly. Some parents can only handle raising one child in their home. They exercise loving discipline so the child will not feel alone. The home is not a jail designed for incarceration. It is a place for enjoyment and learning, not castration. Love your children and your spouse. Mind your business and take care of your house. That, that's, that's my feeling on discipline. Um, and that's why I wrote poem. Um, it's important to, you know, we don't, we don't choose, we can't choose our family of origin. We do choose our family appropriation when we get married, but our family of origin, we're born into that. Whatever was going on in the previous generation, a lot of times we have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And you find out later, uh, for example, I, I talk about this in my book. So both of my parents are deceased. But uh, my mom, she had a child when she was three years old uh, as a result of incest. And I actually found that out when I was 42. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm 66 now, but 42, I was grown, had my own place, had my own house. And, and this is when I found that out. I, I knew growing up that there was a problem. I thought I was the problem. I, I didn't know what else to think, you know, because a lot of times we we're raised as children. We don't want to think, you know, our, our parents something wrong with them. We don't. We don't want to think that way because hmm. they're taking care of us. So if we if if we think it's something wrong, we're in trouble because they're right. feeding us, they're clothing us. So children don't, you know, they don't look at that. You know, they will look at themselves maybe first, or maybe it's something I'm doing, maybe something I'm saying, you know. And at that time, I wasn't really saying much. I didn't really talk a lot as a child. I was very quiet. Okay. You know. But um, but yeah, I it's it's you know choices are 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 so important, and as we get older, our choices a lot of times become more complicated. But it's important that um, parents teach their children, work with their children as to you know how to how to make choices, you know make good choices, you know pray with them, listen to them. It is so important. It's so important. Um, the most important choice that we can make is the one for salvation. You know, uh, you know, receiving right. Christ into our heart. And that's that's like number one. And of course, when you reach the age of understanding, which I believe um, is probably 12 years old. You know, according to Scripture, when Jesus was in the temple teaching at 12, right. Um, right. allow your children to have their childhood. Allow them to enjoy their childhood. Don't don't try to scare them. You know, by giving them, you know, scriptures in the Bible uh, to, to, to push them, you know, to get saved out of fear. We, we are supposed to really receive Christ and be saved out of love. You know, and that is another thing that's missing out of the dysfunctional family. In the dysfunctional family, love is conditional. It's not unconditional. Uh, you have to do something to be loved. And sometimes that's short-lived. 
So there's a lot of problems. And and I always say, you know, we're dysfunctional because of sin. You know, we have weaknesses because of sin. We have our strengths because we were made in the image of God. But our weaknesses because of sin, we have weaknesses. Um, this is true. And that's something to, to think about also, you know. But, um, you know, whenever you're living in an atmosphere where love is conditional, you're, you're always trying, you know, it's like, I'm not doing enough, you know, and you push yourself, you know, parents, sometimes their expectations are really higher than you can reach. And, mm-hmm. and in your effort to really, you know, because everybody, well, each child wants to please their parents. You know, when we get grown, everything changes. But when we're children, we want our parents. We want our parents to really love us, you know, for who we are. But, um, you know, sometimes that doesn't always happen because the parent may be perfectionistic for whatever reason. But I, I look back on my mother's situation, and we grew up in a home where it was – and why, well, I say we because my, my parents had um, gotten three foster children. Two of them are deceased. One is still living. Okay. And he lives in my brother lives in North Carolina. But um, it was four children, two adults. Every Sunday we went to church, we looked like the perfect family, and we were probably far from the perfect family <laughs> as they come. But um, my mother wanted everything to be just so, just perfect. Um, my mother couldn't handle mistakes, you know, and we learned from mistakes. So if you can't let your child make mistakes, then, then how do they learn, you know? Um, right. So I know I was talking about choices, uh, you know, uh, salvation, uh Church home, choosing a church home, of course, that's after you get grown, career path, uh, life partner, marriage. You know, it, it's just so many critical choices that right. have to be made when you get into adulthood. But the first 20 years of life is that, that foundation point, that, that point where we go through our developmental stages, and, and, and they matter. And if a parent can't connect with you, can successfully go through a developmental stage and into the next one, they're going to be problems later on. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I have to share this. You know, I, I had to go to counseling. And, and, I mean, that's nothing to be shamed of because you sometimes you just need, need help to, to get over. You know, I had to go for Christian counseling. I'm still going for Christian counseling, you know, um, because I, I need that. You know, dysfunctional families are not comforting. Um, they don't offer support. Um, they don't um, offer understanding. They do not validate. So there's a lot, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have probably experienced this. Mm-hmm. Because um, of course, to statistics, I believe dysfunctional families, it's probably... More in the order, maybe 75%, 80% of families function, maybe more, but 75 to 80%. So about three quarters or more of our society, uh, the families are dysfunctional. And I think right. when the families are dysfunctional in the church, there's more damage done because it's like, okay, well, we got Jesus, so what's the problem? You know, what, what's the problem? We go, we worship the Lord every Sunday, so it's like, what, what's, what's, you're not able to... It, it should balance out somewhere, it, some yeah, kind of way. Yeah, and it doesn't. Exactly, exactly. And it doesn't. 
home, you know, you hear about grace at church and you come home, it's like, no grace. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy, but it, it happens. Know, and, and you get, yeah, and, and you, you, you know, when you're going up as a child, you kind of like get confused. It's like, you know, what, what, what's going on? You know. Yes. Um, so with that being said, we're going to take a break and then okay. we're going to come back and we're going to give our listening audience uh, opportunity. If you have some questions, comments, or concerns, 619-924-0800. Come down, found. Stay tuned. studio 619-924-0800 619-924-0800 we want to hear from you this uh saturday afternoon uh sister joan you have shared with us two uh two pieces of poetry and certainly you mentioned your book as well but tell us the the full name of your book and how our listening audience can uh obtain a copy and of that and all of your uh, writing as well. Okay, my memoir, which was released in 2017, Change Comes with a Choice, Choose to Change, um, can be found on Amazon Kindle Store uh, because it's uh, in Kindle form. I've also written two other books, Thorns from a Rosebush, A Warning, that was released in February 2021. And uh, that's also on Amazon. Matter of fact, all of these are on Amazon Kindle Store. And the last one, Life as We Know It, 
through the eyes of a poet was released in December of 2021. And that's all the books that I have out there for right now. Okay. So you've been busy writing and uh, sharing uh, the uh, message that God right. has given you. Yeah. And Amen. Uh, certainly um, that is uh, writing is therapy, someone says. It that's is. therapeutic. Yes, it is. It is. It definitely is. Awesome. Awesome. So we encourage you listening audience to uh, check out, uh, look up Joan Priscilla Falls, Joan P. Falls, and certainly there is something there uh, that you can read. It, listen, it may change your perspective on your Christian journey, your, your Christian walk, uh, may per- change your perspective on family, what mm-hmm. your family is like and how it should be. And certainly we mm-hmm. talk, uh, we mentioned uh, briefly mental health and how, you know, everything affects Everything is everything, as somebody yeah. said. So mm-hmm. um, we, we have to be mindful of what we are doing within our church walls and in, mm-hmm. within the walls of our homes and make sure like that there's a balance there because, listen, I mean, we Amen. do recognize that Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel were a dysfunctional family. You know, my aunt told me years ago, all families are dysfunctional. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> so listen, try to remain, try to uh, keep a level of function in your life it just makes it better for everybody you know you don't have to you know listen christ makes the difference and that's that's the purpose right that's right that's right you don't want to go to church and come home worse that's exactly (laughs) but with that being said um i know so many people have influenced your life who would you like to shout out on today? And once again, our number is studio, 619-924-0800. We do want to hear from you, our audience. Who would you like to shout out today? Uh, I want to shout out to my pastor, uh, Pastor Daryl Thomas, and my first lady, um, Elder LaSonia Thomas, and the Thomas family. Um, also to uh, Lady Carolyn Williams, uh, who is the widow of my um deceased founder of Christ Church International and her family. I want to shout out to my brother in North Carolina, Elder Robert uh, L. Foster. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just blessed to be on. I, I just, I'm just, I thank you for just allowing me to share, uh, you know, this afternoon, just share my feelings, my hopes, um, just so people can, maybe have a better life going forward. So I thank God. I just thank God. It's true. And there's so many things that people don't know unless someone else shares it or that people are afraid to express things sometimes unless they hear someone someone else say it. So that's true. This is why, listen, God gives us a voice uh, Mm -hmm. to say what needs to be said. And certainly, yeah, we do... um, Thank God for all those people that have uh, inspired you along the way. And certainly we do mm-hmm. remember Bishop Joseph Williams as well, great man of God. And certainly we thank God uh, for him. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, also thank God, uh, I want to shout out Pastor Christopher Collins uh, for making mm-hmm. this connection uh, Amen. on today. And certainly just for you, our listening audience, uh, thank God for you. Now, um, you mentioned that we don't, uh, get, we don't get to choose our biological family, but you do make reference to some other spiritual uh, family that you uh, met along the way and gained great connections with us. Can you tell us briefly that story? 
Yes, when I was at um, Refuge Church of Christ, um, I actually joined Refuge on my 37th birthday back in 1993, and I met a couple that took me under their wing. They've transitioned now, um, Sheila and John Patton. They were, oh, my goodness, they were over the top. I, I, we, I spent like about eight years with them, just going places, family reunions, church conventions. They lived in Brooklyn at the time, and they had like a one-bedroom apartment. And um, Mother Patton had invited me over after work one night at, for dinner. So we sat, talked. I'm there midnight. It's time to go home. I get ready to leave, and Deacon Patton, he says, you can't go home. Your car is covered with snow. I was like, oh, my goodness. So long story short, they gave me pajamas, me a towel. I ended up staying the night. She and I went out to the living room, pulled out the sleeper. Next day, he made breakfast. I would stay there the whole next. This is like a Friday night. So it's like, okay, Saturday afternoon, I got to go home, get ready for church Sunday. But they were a couple that loved me for who I am. And that, when I think about them, I, I tend to cry because they were just they were just really loving to me. And I had never experienced that kind of love, you know, from uh, people, you know. So it was, it was just, a, it was a good relationship. Uh, and, and I missed them. I really missed them. But um, that, that was like an eight-year clip of my life where I just hung out with them, you awesome. know. And it was, it was great. It was just awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome how God strategically places people in our lives to uh, meet certain needs in certain seasons. Oh, yeah. And then, and oh, there's yeah. some seasons like that we wish they could last forever. But... I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But things change. <laughs> things change, right. Seasons and, change. And <laughs> it's true. And you've had that great experience. Now, you have been uh, afforded the opportunity to show other people that same love and open your home to others as well. And, and I know I, time is... Uh, coming to a conclusion, but just tell us about that, how you've been able to reciprocate that type of love to on your Christian journey. Yeah, when I had my home, I actually owned a house from 1990 to 2015, and in 2006, I had opened my home to single women um, where they came and they stayed with me, and I learned from them, they learned from me, and it was that was a good experience, too. Uh, I love, but my house was big enough. I had an office down in the basement, but we just came together. We would pray. Uh, also, once a month, I would have women over to my home where we would sit and talk and and just discuss things, um, struggles that things go through. And it wasn't necessarily just my church; it was other churches too. You know, people would come in and they would do workshops. It was just, it was just a time of discovery, a time of sharing, and it was good for me. It was something that I needed. You know, I did it for them, but I also needed it. So it was it was just really, it was just, it was an excellent, just a good time. So now what I do, uh, I have moved into a 55 plus community in 2015, and I have like prayer, one prayer with the women who choose to come on uh, every first Thursday at 7.30 um, p.m. for an hour. Okay. So it's uh it, it's good to stay connected to people because a lot of people feel so lonely and disconnected, but it's important to stay stay connected 
you know, God created us for relationships. He didn't create That's us true. to be alone. You know, Scripture says it's not good for man to be alone, but it's man meaning men and women. It's not good for anybody to be alone. That's true. That's true. Very true. Mm-hmm. And certainly it's, it's mm-hmm. awesome that you are able to um, su- provide that support to others uh, in their mm-hmm. time or in their particular season where they need that particular type of support. And so that's exactly. awesome. Very awesome. Exactly. Well, exactly. Well, um, we have uh, just about come to the close of the hour. Once again, 619-924-0800. Certainly we thank you. Uh, Deaconess Joan Foles for sharing with us today, sharing your poetry, mm-hmm. sharing your wisdom, uh, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experiences. And uh, mm-hmm. so many uh, people uh, need to know the message of Jesus Christ that extends mm-hmm. into our daily lives. Amen. Amen. And not, not just the worship and praise experience inside of the church walls. Um, to help us be more balanced and exactly. so that we aren't so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good, which exactly, which exactly. it becomes a, it becomes a problem for everybody. Oh, it does. It does. It really does. It so does. With, with that being said, um, what would you like to leave the audience with on today as they move forward and we know this particular time of year is rough for a lot of people the holiday season yeah and so yeah uh, what would you like to tell our audience on today well not just about the holiday season but you know your closing uh, remarks for the day first of all i, I want to say um take care of yourself emotionally mentally physically and spiritually Love your family, even if you have to do it from a distance. Love them. And and lastly, uh, your choices will change your destiny temporarily and eternally. So choose wisely. Choose wisely. Awesome. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, I give up my yes, phone your number. Contact, I your, contact, your contact information, emails, yeah. uh, phone numbers, writing, uh, writing a PO box. Um, yeah, my my um, email is choicesdestiny at gmail dot com. Okay, can you say and, that one more time? We had a a little technical uh, difficulty. Your email address okay. again. Choices. Change destiny at gmail.com. Okay. And my cell phone is 917-838-3689. That's that's how you can can reach me. Either email phone. All right. Listen, audience, uh, we want you to connect with uh, Joan, Priscilla, Foles, Deaconess, uh, if you are having an event, certainly if you are having a seminar, if you need someone uh, to come to your church or your particular uh, group setting, listen, uh, she has a message that we need to share with others. And certainly uh, we encourage you to uh, look up her books, her poetry, her writing, and 
listen, if it's not just for you, let it be for someone else. Listen, it's the holiday season. Gift it to someone else. Okay? Amen. And certainly, um, we, again, we thank you for sharing with us today choices, family relationships, and mental health. And certainly the second song we did was Come Thou Fount. And uh, we are going to close. We're going to go all the way back to what year was that? 1960 what? <laughs> it was probably before that, but I picked it up in 1960. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So um, we're going to go all the way back to 1960. <laughs> Our God specializes the Roberta Martin singers. And certainly we're going to ask that uh, you Deaconess Joan Foles would close us out on pray in prayer and certainly and then we will conclude with God specializes. Amen. Father, we give you praise today. We give you honor. We give you glory, Lord God. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord God. We thank you for life today, Lord. We ask you to continue to bless the ministry of global gospel. Continue to bless Reverend Lamar Townsend. God, even in his endeavors, Lord God, to to bring you to the forefront of the lives of people that are on social media, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. I ask you to bless my pastor today, Lord God. Bless everyone that would hear this uh, podcast, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, even as we continue to move forward in the things of you, Lord God. Give us strength to stand in this evil day. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again. We, we thank you for sharing with us on today. And for those of you that list, missed anything immediately following this episode, it's available on Block Talk Radio, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. And again, we're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sharing with you the gospel, good news, glad tidings, global gospel. God specializes.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.